Lots of big money at stake in two lotteries. Tonight's Powerball drawing, drawing is for $550 million jackpot. And Friday's Mega Millions prize is expected to rise to $750 million after no one won last night. That would be the fifth largest jackpot in U.S. history. $750 million. Powerball! Even if you only get half of that, you'd have to sit down and take several deep breaths and get your act hmm. together before you... Start contemplating your new life. Well, what's crazy is uh, they always recommend you take the lump sum, unless you're an idiot and know it. Uh, so half of it disappears in taxes, and then you only get half of it if you take the upfront money. Half of that. So you get a quarter of the, the total. Oh. And so that's only, what, $175 bucks. <laughs> what am I going to do with that? Buy a new pair of running shoes. Yeah, it's interesting. My my current state of life. When I if I if I had won that money when I was twenty five, my life would have changed drastically. I mean, like nothing would have been the same a week later. If I got that money now with my current situation with with kids and one that's really struggling, and and I spend all my time dealing with that, it wouldn't change my life a bit. I don't think it would have any so impact at what on point my life. Did your imagination die? <laughs> Yeah, ex- well, you could do uh, you could run the kids back and forth to school in a Rolls Royce. So there you go. Wouldn't that be great? Mm. Yeah, I, I hear you. When you're a, when you're a full time parent, you know, please, yeah. I mean, you you do maybe uh, what you do with fancier stuff, but that's it. On the other hand, I told this story earlier. Uh, Judy and I were watching the news last night when Brett Barrett gave that report, and uh, I said. We should, uh, when we win, we should buy a house in each of our favorite vacation places so we don't have to stay in hotels. Judy said, no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Just, you can't, you can't be the adult in the room when I'm talking about when I win the lottery. I remember. She, uh, uh, it, go ahead. It was funny. She said it as if I'd said, sweetheart, I'm thinking of taking a home equity loan to buy a Rolls right, Royce. Right. No, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I remember having a conversation with a buddy of mine. I have no, I don't remember what it was, but it was like a fanciful thing he'd shot off, and I, I hit with, hit him with one of those practical things. And he said, what is it with you? I'm, t- I'm talking about something that's never going to happen, completely <laughs> imaginary, and you have to point out the f- practical flaw in it. Why would you do that? <laughs> And I thought, you know, you're right. That is a weirdo that does that. <laughs> a def- a buzzkill. So if you're on the side of Trump should not be impeached, and not even for the reasons of uh, he's going to be gone in a week anyway, or um, it's going to divide us. No, legally speaking, I don't think he should be impeached for what he did. If you're on that side and you want to help back up your argument, Reason.com, which is a very well-respected libertarian, used to be a magazine. Didn't you subscribe to it? Uh, they they sent it to the station. Oh. Yeah. Um, but it used to be a magazine and now is a website. But um, one of their writers, uh, well, I'll read the, what it says here um, in Reason. Mostly law professors, sometimes contrarian, often libertarian, always independent. But Josh Blackman, who I believe we've had on the air before, writes a long piece about why, if Trump's speech is protected by the First Amendment, and he argues that it is, then incitement cannot be grounds for impeachment. Um, and then he goes through various Supreme Court rulings that would say that what Trump said is is protected speech, and so, by definition, you can't impeach him for it. And that's from Reason Magazine, and, you know, it's not SeanHannity.com. Um, if, if you want to uh, 
bolster your argument in any way. Now, Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer, that's where I first saw the piece. He was arguing against it, and I thought it was pretty interesting. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know where this ends up. But his idea was the Supreme Court rulings, specifically that they were talking about, protect free speech were about, no, you can't send somebody to jail. You can't put them in jail. You can't find them because they said this. That violates the First Amendment. You can do something political, though. All you're doing is, you know, ending a somebody's office, political office. That's not, right. That's not finding them or putting them in jail. Well, and it's an opinion question, man. Well, people like impeachment, to, yeah. Yeah, people like to pretend that there's some objective standard for whether something's impeachable or not. There isn't. That's its it, own question, and the different lawyers say different things about that. The history of impeachment is they've mostly looked to the code of law to see if it's a high crime or misdemeanor, even though that's not specifically clear in the Constitution. So the precedent has been set. Others right. would say, well, because it's not specific, even if they've done that in the past, doesn't mean we have to do it now. Well, and I, I shudder at the thought that monumentally bad judgment isn't impeachable. Right. I well, mean, that's... picture somebody who's like uh, Donald J., who's a, a bit of a loose cannon. You may have noticed that, even if you like him. I mean, somebody who just exercises horrific judgment over and over again, and you have a bipartisan consensus that this is going to steer the country into the ditch or worse, you got to be able to impeach him. Well, the, the, the example Tim Sandifer has used on his Twitter account and on this show is, what if the president just decided to move to France and become, you know, uh, uh, grow grow grapes and make wine? <laughs> that, there's nothing illegal about that at all. That is a good example. But, so are you saying you couldn't impeach him? There, what's the high crime and misdemeanor there that he's decided to turn his attention toward grape growing? <laughs> right. He doesn't show up at the White House ever. He won't take any calls. He's just making wine. And you can right. come up with a million examples of things that aren't crimes, but you wouldn't want them to be president because of it. What if he dresses as a clown every single day? What if he full got, makeup? What if he got married and divorced to a different woman monthly? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd impeach him for that. I sure wouldn't let my daughter date him. That'd be pretty weird, though. Yeah. <laughs> so weird is an impeachable offense in I your think world. In this case, it ought to be. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. So, but so the, what if he's? Uh, you got to make him like seventy-four, and he marries an eighteen-year-old every month. It's got to be weirder than a serial divorcer. I need, I need, I need more for my weird dollar than that, Jack. Come on. The point being, uh, you can come up with examples of things that aren't crimes, but you could see impeaching the president for right. Every single day, he says how much he hates Florida. <laughs> Just something. Uh, yeah, interesting. But the president uh, again, has the right to the president has the ability to declassify anything. That's one thing you get as president. What if he mm. just started declassifying all kinds of important classified things? Perfectly legal. He's got every constitutional right to do it. Right. The full plans for our most advanced fighter jets. Just put them out. Yeah, you'd have to impeach him for that. So interesting. Anyway, so yeah. the, the idea that it has to be a crime that doesn't really make sense then. No, I think it's it's an interesting argument, and that's why I read Reason Magazine or, or the website. is It always makes your brain work a little harder. But, yeah, I'm not buying their argument. And, and honestly, I think this this so-called impeachment this is a waste of time. It's And I get why people are so outraged, and I was pretty outraged at some of the things that happened, too. We're not going to belabor that. We've talked about it enough. 
But if you're just tuning in, number one, where you been? Um, number two, I don't think they're going to have a trial. There's zero chance of him being, quote-unquote, removed from office because they couldn't possibly get to the end of the thing before he leaves office anyway. And as Jack pointed out earlier, you have to convict the the president, in this case, in the Senate, before you even get to the question of barring him from office in the future. And I don't think they can peel off 17 Republican votes, and certainly not in a timely way. I just think it's it's something for CNN to talk about. Well, the, I think the media is misleading people a little bit with the with the headline that 10 Republicans voted to impeach Trump. Two, almost 200 Republicans voted to not impeach Trump. So about 5% of the Republicans voted to impeach Trump. If you keep those numbers the same for the Senate, you ain't going to get to 17. Right. Yeah, because you got to get to like 33%. You're going to get like one or two, which yeah. is probably about what you'd get. Oh, speaking of um, speaking of the media and, and trust in it and that sort of thing, I came across a really interesting set of graphs, infographics, which, as this is a radio program, I will have to interpret for you. But uh, one of the more interesting ones, and this is just from 2019, roughly this time of year in 2019 to now. Faith in search engines has gone from 65% to 56%. Trust in traditional media from 65% to 53%. Boy, who are you people who trust traditional media? Ah. Huh. Of course, I didn't before. So I'm, I'm. No, and, and honestly, if I'm ideologically in lockstep with Brian Williams, for instance, um, I might trust him just because he's never given me a reason not to. As a guy who follows all media on all sides for a living, I would suggest very strongly you should not trust traditional media. But having said that, um, owned media is its own category. What does that mean? What's owned media? Um, but whatever that is, the trust in that has declined rather precipitously as well. This thing keeps regenerating. Sean um, has got the definition of owned media. Owned Sean? media is any online property owned and controlled by a brand, such as a blog, website, or social. So I guess just website media, like a like the, the Drudge Report. I think would be oh, okay. something like yeah. that. Faith in those has declined from forty nine to forty one percent, and then finally, social media. Faith in social media, which was never terribly high has declined almost in the same trend line with the other stuff from 43% to a paltry 35%. So our trust in all of our sources of information, or damn near, uh, has declined uh, double digits in two years. I find that somewhat interesting. And troubling. If nobody believes anything and we're all operating from different scenarios or worldviews, I don't know how you function. Do you know what information hygiene is? How good is your information hygiene? Wash sniff, your information pits. Sniff your information, and that will give you a clue. But how information hygiene has affected views of COVID, uh, really interesting. And we'll have that for you in seconds. Stay here. Show. I'm looking up at the TV. 
The super attractive, super skinny people that do cooking shows on TV or cooking segments, you're not eating any of that. There's no way you eat anything but like a grape and one leaf of lettuce a week. And quinoa. Right. You lying liars. You lying liars. Why are you teaching people how to... You want me to stay fat eating what you're showing me how to make with all that butter and cream cheese. Well, you huh? can be the, the one skinny person. I know That's the plot. Exactly. It's a conspiracy. Exactly. Against we the hungry. Speaking of the hungry, I mentioned uh, our air fryers worth the hype. I had heard the term. I don't even really know what, what one is. Do you have one you cook? No. Air fryer. No. I don't know from air fryers. Oh, you don't? Okay. It's a clunky kitchen gadget that promises to produce delicious and less oily versions of your favorite fried foods. I've heard that before. Circulates very hot air very fast, like a convection oven, but much smaller. Hmm. Anyway, some people say they're great. Some people say it's just your oven. We got this text. Oh, my God. A stale glazed donut. Two minutes in an air fryer turns into a funnel cake you would pay $5 for. (laughs) (laughs) Recooking old donuts. The, that's, uh, that's not the lifestyle I imagined for myself. <laughs> I have heard from multiple different people who are not connected to each other that the, the reheating of pizza in an air fryer is unmatched. That, unless it's super expensive, that alone. Because there are certain things you just can't reheat. You reheat them, you know, in any, the microwave ruins them. Right. But yeah. so, like, I'll bet you could reheat French fries, all kinds of different things. Ooh. Mm. Wow. Now, uh, it's funny. My buddy Dave just texted, air fryers are amazing. Get one. And okay. he's a he's a down-to-earth man. I might need one of those. Uh, the, you know, it's funny. I was thinking the only thing I'm really interested in frying, I think, is, is chicken. I don't eat a lot of fried stuff, honestly. Well, fish. Fried fish is really good. It seems to... It doesn't necessarily just a replacement for things that get fried. Right. Almost anything that you would prepare in your microwave... Uh, the air fryer people out there would say that air fryer is just a better version of that. Yeah, that's what that's now I'm catching on to it. It's like something I'll start micro instead of microwaving stuff, I'll put it in the air fryer. Yeah. I could see doing it because a microwave, so many stuff, it makes it all the mushy and just yeah. it ruins it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just gross. So if it is just the best reheater in the world, that's reason enough to yeah. get one. And that's what some people claim. I might have to look into that. They, they, they vary between 60 and $300, like a lot of things do. And, uh, okay, I might get one of those, darn it. Um, this is kind of interesting. Inauguration 20, day 2021, next, uh, Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. I was at the last inauguration day. I was out, uh, out there in the crowd, um, dressed as an East German spy. <laughs> Trench coat, hat, sunglasses. I had the hookup, so I was in like the seated section right in front of where the president takes the oath of office. But then I, you know, right behind me were 250,000 of my closest friends which is the biggest crowd I've ever been in in my life. Um, this year, there will be zero people on the National Mall. The entire National Mall closed to the public. People are being asked to stay home. All 13 metro stations will be closed. Uh, there will be a 1,000 ticketed attendees, that's what I was, on the Capitol steps, surrounded by 20,000 soldiers. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I just uh, read that Delta Airlines has said we will not allow any checked firearms to any flight to D.C. Uh, till after the inauguration. Hmm. And meanwhile, the FBI, somebody, the FBI leaked or something, Yahoo News has uh, a pretty specific description that they're expecting violent political extremism to surge in 2021 of the sort that we saw on display in the Capitol, <sighs> your Antifa types, your lefties, your righties, your racists. 
Uh, everybody's gotten the word violence is okay now, apparently. I wonder uh, how they got that idea. Hmm. I hope not, um, because at least so far it goes tit for tat, and uh, you get both sides doing it and more of it, and all of us will see our freedoms curtailed if this happens. They're talking about whether or not oh, these yeah, new they're talking about whether or not these new rules and barriers in Washington D.C. are going to end up being permanent, and they probably will. A lot of them, little by little, like I talked about the other day, it wasn't that many years ago. The first time I went to Washington D.C. was in the nineties. You could walk right up to the freaking Capitol. You could walk right up there and peer in the window. I did, and I was mm-hmm. amazed by that. You can't get close to the Capitol since nine eleven, and you won't even going to be able to get close to that now. Right. It's going to be like the White House, which you used to be able to walk right in front of it and look at it. Yeah. And now you're a couple of blocks away to right. even gaze at the thing. But, but that'll be happening all over the country in all kinds of different ways, and none of us want that. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a real shame. A real shame. Uh, how's your information hygiene? Now, this factors into a lot of the political beliefs we've been talking about as well. Um, but uh, coming up, and I know we said we were going to do this, but uh, we got off on other things. It happens. Um, people who have better information hygiene, which we'll explain, have very different attitudes about the pandemic and vaccines and that sort of thing, which does not come as a surprise to me at all since I get hundreds and hundreds of your emails every day. But we'll talk about that. Mine's not that things. good, but I cover it with information perfume to try to mask it. I so. use body spray. <laughs> you. <laughs> Chicks love it. They dig it. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Every American deserves to have their voice heard in a respectful and peaceful way. That is your First Amendment right. But I cannot emphasize that there must be no violence, no law-breaking, and no vandalism of any kind. Everyone must follow our laws and obey the instructions of law enforcement. I have directed federal agencies to use all necessary resources to maintain order. Trump with a five-plus-minute speech yesterday that was, uh, that was the more or less that repeated. Um, uh, as we just mentioned, there's going to be no crowd. The mall is closed on the 20th for the inauguration, something that has become quite a tradition in the United States of whoever wins, you know, hundreds of thousands of their supporters gathering there. I wonder if we'll ever have it again. We may never have it again. I wonder if the security pros in D.C. are saying, well, they wouldn't be saying thank God for the vid. But the vid is a really good excuse to do that and just eliminate any chance of mayhem. Mayhem. Um, So I just saw the road closures that are currently in place in Washington, D.C. They've got so many roads closer off around the White House and the Capitol building and everything like that. There's nobody's going to be getting around in a, you know, an RV full of explosives like happened in Nashville, which I understand that. But, man, it is a shame. It is really a shame. Yeah. You know what? I'm trying to find the text. Um uh, da, 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 da. No, okay. Also, this, there's this some belief strange. while you're looking for that that the 17th is a big day for people who want to attack things because Q is the 17th letter of the alphabet. It's a Q and on. Goodness thing. sakes! I know. So I texted my daughter, uh, who uh, lives and works in the D.C. area these days, um, 
Are you going into D.C. at all these days? She writes back, I had to go in yesterday to turn in some former job stuff. It's an effing nightmare. I'll bet. Crazy security? She says, half the streets are blocked off. The buildings are covered in plywood, and there are cops everywhere. Um, we're going to talk about it more. Remind, uh, remind me of when I did a New Year's Eve in Vegas, the first New Year's Eve after 9-11. It was secure, but it was miserable. I mean, there's no way to live. It was so oppressive. There's, there's, it was just it was an awful way to live. You would rather have a, a, an elevated risk of mayhem to live your life. And I hope we don't end up like that all over the country. Yeah, police states have a bad name for good reason, a bad rep. So how's your information hygiene? This is so interesting to me because we are fortunate to have you um, often sending uh, stuff along that you, you see something, you think, gosh, the guys ought to be talking about this, or uh, they'd love this, or this is the, right up their alley. And, and a lot of people uh, email it, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Um, and it's appreciated. Some of you are honorary producers, and you do a great job. Uh, but there's Don't a lot of... Don't expect a check. <laughs> but there are also, there's a lot of crap people send, too, mm. from websites that, to my mind, if you do any clicking around, you'll realize, okay, these are wackadoodles of this sort or another, or they're selling something, or you go to the About Us page and you realize you can't depend on this. Don't share this. It's it's just some people have the gene. The great uh, radio personality, Mike O'Mara, used to call it the crap detector. Some people have a good crap detector, and I guess some don't. And what researchers call that is uh, information uh, hygiene. How good are you at checking your sources or figuring out what's credible and what's not credible or factual information? And it's interesting. They write in this uh, this big study, the rising tide of misinformation and mistrust is threatening COVID-19 recovery as people are deeply suspicious and hesitant about the vaccine. <clears throat> Excuse me. In fact, among those who practice poor information hygiene in that they do not check their sources and or ensure credible and factual information is shared, there is substantially less willingness to get the max vaccine within the year of it, first year of its availability. It's amazing to me how often my checking to see if something is true or not, especially if I'm on Twitter, is to see who has retweeted it or you know commented on it. I mean, because if it's somebody I trust, then I think, okay, this must be okay. Obviously, that could have an avalanche effect. Like, if somebody trusts me, then I trusted them. Maybe they were trusting someone else, and that yeah. person got it wrong. Yeah, I felt really bad the other day when I read something out of the Washington Times, which is a serious uh, website slash newspaper, and it turned out they'd gotten juked, and, you know, I repeated it. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, among people who, and they first they tested, how's your information hygiene? They gave you a bunch of sources, a bunch of inf- information, et cetera. Do you wash your information feet? Uh, do you have a good crap detector or not? People who had a good crap detector, 70% of them said, yeah, I'd willingly take the vaccine. In year one, 70%. It was 59% for people with uh, poor information hygiene, which which makes sense. You know, if you believe a lot more of what you hear, see, read, you're more likely to be misled, obviously. So much of it is, you know, somebody builds credibility, though. That's where so much of it is for me. Um, if, if I see or hear it on Brett Bear's show on Fox... I am very solid that it's that it's true. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can come up with an instance where he's misled me. 
Oh, no. And if he does, he corrects it immediately and he yeah. apologizes. Yeah. Rock steady. And then I've got other shows, columns, Twitter follows that I won't mention that, you know, they're right a lot of times, but it's worth uh, taking a look into it before I pass it along. Well, yeah, you set your uh, your crap detector at a tighter setting it's for crap. most people. It's crap? It's crap. There's a man with a fine crap detector. Now in a new segment I'd like to call By the Numbers. The... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I feel like we're missing like uh, like jazzy music or something. Yeah, with we need yeah Michael, come on. What do we, what do we pay? Do we got to tip you? We got to write you a letter? Come on. Right, I'll have to look for something by the numbers. Huh? Any, anything would work. theme music. Anything would work. It's segment- time for by the numbers. That's fine. Um, uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. It made the point. About a million people. <laughs> Not turn it off. <laughs> About a million unemployed people filed for government help. Uh, that number comes out every Thursday. That number is up. It's the highest it's been since August. That's not That's good news. That's new claims. That's new Yikes. claims. That's not good news. And um, there's that. F- f- along those lines, they're talking about the fitness industry, how hard it's been hit by COVID. 40,000 fitness facilities have closed permanently so far. Wow. Permanently closed. 40,000. Great Scott. How many jobs is that? How many jobs is that? How many people had all their money sunk into that who, who, who were running the place? How many landlords who were getting rent from a fitness facility that, you know, rented the space in my strip mall or whatever? Manufacturers of fitness equipment. Oh, my God. And all the people who work for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to start working out, but there just aren't enough facilities anymore. So. <laughs> sure you were. <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, so speaking of being uh, fit or not, uh, my buddy, the uh, air fryer fan, you chop a potato, throw some oil on it. Fifteen minutes later, you have crispy potatoes. Chicken comes out just like fried chicken, but easier and without oil everywhere. Oh. Just put a small amount of oil on of your choice on something, throw it in, in there, it crisps it right up. I'm gonna oh, own one yeah. of those. I'm gonna own one of those by this weekend. Man, I love fried fish, but I don't eat fried much of anything because you know it's not great for me and I'm I fight my weight enough. If I could do that and have nice crispy fish, oh that'd be so good. I had a oh, baconator yeah. at Wendy's last night. You don't eat those? No. Oh, no, no, no. The body is a temple, Jack. Well, you're missing out. Baconator's a good sandwich. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not your colon. You know what it's got on it? Lots of bacon. Bacon and burgers <laughs> with cheese. Oh, my God. I don't eat the bun because I'm gluten-free, so I have to hold it with my hands and get grease all over myself. Your arteries cry themselves to sleep every night. You know that, right? <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. James Harden is no longer a Houston Rocket. He has gone to Brooklyn. And if you're an NBA fan, you know what that means is the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Correct. Now have, they're, they're the Golden State Warriors circa 2015. So that's going to be fun to watch them take on LeBron and the Lakers. Can we just, can we skip straight to the finals and see how that goes? But anyway. 
Yeah, I'm making a bet with uh, doing another push-up bet with one of the people out in the newsroom. I don't think they're going to make the finals. Oh, really? No. And they'd be beaten by... Uh, it's more, I think they're just going to self-implode. Oh, Kyrie's oh, okay. out yeah. like on a vision quest. So, He's not even playing. He's just not showing up to practices so you, and games. You don't need to be a sports fan to follow this. One of their biggest stars on a team that's legitimately an NBA contender says he's not going to play because of the storming of the Capitol or something? No, what? No, I don't think it's that. He just hasn't shown for a while, and there's now reports that he's just like hosting house parties at his, uh, an NBA player's mansion. Um, and yeah, he, yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's a weirdo. And now I'll be danged. And now in a segment I call Mind Your Own, Minding Your Business. The Minding Your Business segment. Okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fast food workers are planning a strike for tomorrow, striking for $15 an hour. <laughs> and so strike nationwide. So good thing. Go I, ahead. Good thing I got my baconator last night because tomorrow they might be on strike. Listen, there's no shame in being a fast food worker. It's an honest living. But damn near anybody can do what you do. You don't bring more value to the business than you're being paid. They want a living wage. Then get a better job. You're not supposed get to get a be... job where you are worth enough to live on. You're not supposed to be able to lo- raise a family on your Burger King job. It's just it... it's never been designed that way. It couldn't be designed that way. A hamburger would have to cost forty dollars. If I show up to work at a farm to pick corn, for instance, apparently their combine broke down, but and I pick. A dollar's worth of corn, or I add a dollar to their, you know, corn total every hour. But I demand to be paid two dollars for bringing them one dollar of value. That makes me a crazy person. And the fact that a bunch of politicians are echoing your completely illogical demands doesn't make them true or logical. Plus, you know, what we always talk about is fifteen dollars is is different in rural North Dakota than it is in San Francisco, and so they're already paying more than fifteen dollars an hour. As as I mentioned, I well on vacation went through a McDonald's. Because I've got such high taste in food, and uh, with my fries, they gave me a business card said "now hiring seventeen dollars an hour." Right. Um, because that wow, was that's ex- funny. The market is dealing with it. Was it. an expensive town, but if you make the Burger King in, uh, I was going to mention towns that don't have fast food, uh, but if you make the Burger King in some small town in the Midwest, pay fifteen dollars an hour to their employees, you're going to have plenty of people apply. Because it's one of the best-paying jobs in town. Well, they're going to be applying to an empty building, though, because the business will shut down. Right. Um, I got more in my Minding Your Business segment. Minding Your Business. Thank you, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect for all my segments. Um, Amazon is removing all QAnon merchandise from its website, so you can't buy anything Mm. QAnon. Um, I don't have any problem with that. Well, obviously, they're a private business. They can do whatever the hell they want. But I'd just be interested in what other I would find incredibly objectionable stuff you could buy, but not the QAnon stuff. Because it's somehow related to Trump. Target has decided, and we've been asking for this for a long time, they're going to be closed on Thanksgivings. Oh, good. Once again, like it used to be in the old days, stores will start to close on Thanksgiving. They've only been open on Thanksgiving for like four years, right? Five Mm -hmm. years, maybe? Well, this seems like a relatively recent thing. Yeah, no, it's, longer, it's longer than that, because I remember my wife, for a few years, went to this like shopping party thing where they'd show up at 4.30 in the morning, drink mimosas in an RV in the mall parking lot, then invade the mall. 
Although, you know what, Sean? It may have Friday, been the though. day after. Yeah, it was You're Friday, right. Not, yeah. You're Thanks, right. Yep. Um, I, I would be all for, you know, everything's closed on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, you know, pick your holiday. I grew up in a world where everything was closed on Sunday. It was mm-hmm. fine. It was nice that nothing's open on Sunday. We all just, like, stay home or go to the park. It was it was fantastic. Why are you going to get your tires or this or that or whatever? You, you bought it on Saturday or you waited till Monday. Everything was fine. I loved the one day off thing. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I don't believe it ought to be a law or anything, but as a culture, the everybody gets that day off was fantastic. Anywho, what if I get a flat tire Sunday morning in your world? Do I just walk around? You just walk around exactly. Or I just sit there in my car. Waiting for Monday. Uh, Airbnb is not going to allow any D.C. bookings over the uh, impeachment period. The various hotels that will not accept people from out of state. You mentioned, what did you, oh, you mentioned airlines that won't allow you to travel with a gun. Won't let you check a gun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you can't rent an Airbnb. Yeah. Well, and I know the, uh, the mayor of D.C., who's uh, not a good leader, uh, she said, "Just don't even show up. All right, don't don't come. Don't come to D.C. We don't want you." Which is well, qu- quite interesting for one of the world's leading tourist destinations. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you would go now. You I mean you're not going to go as a you're a Biden fan and you want to be at the inauguration? There's no place to be and to like be part of a celebration. It's just that doesn't exist. Right, and it's the worst conceivable week to go and tour the monuments and the museums and that sort of thing, especially because it's it's turned into a police state. Are you shaking your head, Sean, at the idea of Biden fans who want to go celebrate him being president, or at the the <laughs> idea of being a fan of a politician to the point of celebration? I, I just don't. I, I concur with you one hundred percent, but a lot of people are fans of politicians to that level. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't get that either. Yeah. Everybody's got to root for something, I guess. I root for lower taxes, smaller government, less regulations. I root for those things. The individual that gets it through doesn't really make that much difference to me. Give me stuff. Give me stuff. And then he That's has what the I root for. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I mentioned this briefly. California is going to start using taxpayer money to pay people not to do drugs anymore. Specifically meth, because there's a huge meth problem again in Cal Unicornia. I don't know... I've known a few people who were meth abusers when they were younger, or at various points in their lives. I have to ask him if any of them, I, I doubt any of them would say, yeah, if you'd have given me some money, I'd have quit. I don't know if any of them would agree with that, but we'll see. for final thoughts joe getty hey how about a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day here he is michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room michael if i ever won the powerball i think i would do what you guys have talked about before change the sports leagues uh, buy a sports league and change the rules (laughs) (laughs) five five strikes in baseball if they can't hit it they put it on a tee and have to hit it put t-ball rules into major league baseball make them play basketball with a semi-deflated ball Positive Sean, our producer, has a final show, thought. Sean? I, I feel like I'm going to be uh, be similar to Jack here. I might become Team Air Fryer uh, by the by mm-hmm. the end of this weekend. I think I'm mm-hmm. going to get it. I'm going to try it. It seems, uh, particularly my, my freezer-based diet, it seems to really uh, go well with that. <laughs> uh, Jack, a final thought. Yeah, why don't you save us the time? Have you tried different brands or you actually shopped and read the reviews? Which air fryer should a guy get before this weekend so he can heat up some... Uh, 
hot dogs in uh, the, the little bun thing. What do you call those? More a dog? bun? <laughs> Yeah, they're wrapped in the roll thing, like yeah. Picking a blanket. Picking a blanket is that a, my my wife says that's not picking a blanket. That's that's a different thing. I don't know. Huh. Uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if you have a particular air fryer that you love. Uh, my final thought is uh, Judy got into golf after Declan had grown up mostly, um, and we're playing golf today. It might be the first time, or it's the first time in a very very long time the three of us have played. Oh. Uh, mom, dad, and and son. Awesome. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Going to be betting heavily? I doubt it. Really sticking it in the face of the loser? Screaming his backswing. <laughs> Jeez. Armstrong, Noonan. Armstrong and Getty, wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Gourmet brand at Costco, they say. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say what that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Netflix announced this week that it will release a new movie every week of 2021 unless we meet their demands. Armstrong and Getty.